and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter for Dune. I am your host, Will Cowan. With me is my good friend and co-host, Steve. Here I am. Hello. How's it going today, man? Full disclosure, everyone. I follow... Here's one of the... Here's one of the... Perks, let's call it, of quarantine life. I mean, oh, everyone, yeah. you've probably experienced this, but, uh, you know, you, you wake up and you say, hey, I'm going to start the day. And then you fall yep. asleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it's, hey, 7 o'clock at night. And, you know, <laughs> that's Friday. Yeah. <laughs> so. I've been... Uh... I've been starting work later and later and later every day. And it's like nobody can nobody can do anything because by off my entire company just went remote again for the second time. And uh the first time I really struggled with um with lockdown and working at the same time cuz like in my head I can separate home life and work life, but when you bring them together I kind of have a malfunction, but the second lockdown I've been able to adapt. And how I've been able to da- to adapt Prescience. is by <laughs> by prescience and by sleeping till 12 <laughs> hey you got to like you you got to adapt to survive you got to adapt to live you know hey like a platypus totally how do you right. think a fucking platypus came into existence it's like a bear fell in the water and needed to swim <laughs> and it grew little duck feet and then it needed to eat so it grew a little duck mouth i never thought of it but you're totally right you're totally i am fucking right, right. Hey. Hey, you know who else is adapting? Paul? No, 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 no. The the, <laughs> the focus of our chapter today, you idiot. <laughs> Fucking Thufir Howitt. Ah, Thufir Howitt, of course. Who's Who plays the Howitt in the movie? I've asked this so many in times. In the new movie? He's the no one, we, right? We talked... Yeah, he's the no one. Where I well, I know who he is because I've seen I've seen him in other shit. But I tried to show him to you in that episode. I don't know how many ba- episodes back now, and you were like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" Well, you know what? Let's redo all that on air right now. All right. <laughs> so he's this guy. His name is Jonathan. I don't know. Now let's do the chapter introduction though, and I believe it is your turn, buddy. <clears throat> I can't do it because I'm a little raspy. So I brought in a substitute. <clears throat> Deep in human unconscious is a pervasive oh need for a logical universe that makes sense. But the real universe is always is that... one step beyond logic. From the sayings of Muad'Dib by the Princess Irulan. Thank you, uh, thank you, David. You can, uh, you can use that door there to get out. David Lynch? David Lynch, everybody. I travel only through mirrors. <laughs> All right, David. Thank you, as always. <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. Oh, my wow. God. David Lynch, wow, everybody. Wow, wow. I can't believe the heights we're achieving here. You know, like, this is, like, the third time that he's shown up, and he just, like, just shows up on cue and out the door. He's a big supporter, evidently. And I am of his. <laughs> who, who would have thought, man? Uh... I was I, I didn't actually pay attention when you were reading the chapter introduction there because or when David was reading I didn't either. I was lost in his eyes. Uh, yeah, I was I was I was kind of just starstruck to be honest with you. Um but what what do you what do you think what can you gather from this chapter introduction there, Steve? 
Deep in the human unconscious is a pervasive need for a logical universe that makes sense, but the real universe is always one step beyond logic. You know, this is um, this is kind of an interesting. Like, I look, I've been editing a lot of this podcast lately, because and I say it's interesting like a thousand fucking times, and so it's starting to drive me nuts. So I'm sorry to all the listeners out there. That's like, oh yeah, this is interesting too. Well, good, uh, but this is interesting. As come well. up with something new. Just start saying brilliant all the time. That's never been done before by any fictitious character with red hair who's annoying. <laughs> uh, Try that. This is okay. So this is brilliant. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 Because um, what that means, William, mm. is that <clears throat> human nature. Sorry, I lost the page. 604. 604. Human nature holds the need for things to make sense, for the universe to make sense. Like it's saying, deep right. in, the, in the human unconscious is a pervasive need for a logical universe that makes sense. So whether you know it or not, the universe needs to make sense. But the real mm. universe is always one step beyond logic, which means that nothing fucking makes sense because there's a bunch of spice and worms. And I guess, you know... That's all I got. I think that's it. It's though. an interesting. Tr- it's it's a brilliant, sorry, uh, introduction for a chapter you come about up, you your how. You gotta come up with more catchphrases, people. If you've got new catchphrases for Will, we want to hear them. Send them in at chapter by chapter podcast at gmail dot com, or at Twitter at chat by chat, or at Instagram. You can only send them to us at Instagram if you send them in picture format at chapter by chapter oh, podcast yeah. on Instagram. Actually. It would it would make sense if you if you just send them in picture format. Just send a bunch of pictures or like a collage of pictures, and I'll have to interpret what the catchphrase is. Oh, that is fun. That's like you know? charades in twenty twenty one when we can't see each other or touch each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, back to this chapter introduction. It's. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. it's interesting. Uh, that they're using, they're they're bringing in a logic and sense into the universe about wh- when it comes to a chapter about Thufir Howitt, who is a mentat, who whose entire job, his entire existence, is to make logic, is to is to draw a straight line through all the the crazy shit that is the universe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, getting into this chapter, <clears throat> Howitt draws that line for the baron but it's a here's the thing about this chapter that is that is i never really thought of this before and i totally did not remember this chapter whatsoever when i uh after reading it this book a second time is that the baron is starting to slowly become far more just i think the term is like brittle like he's just this brittle character you know like when before I think I said it very very early on when he's this brilliant tactician and all this sort of stuff in reality especially when we see it in this chapter he's just kind of flying by the seat of his pants you know what I mean it's like an old cinnamon bun that you left out in the kitchen for a couple days (laughs) (laughs) kind of shaped like it too it's gross (laughs) um yeah no I mean because things have been as things have sort of fallen apart and especially since he lost Piter Definitely after he lost. There might have been a unspoken romance there. I don't know. 
Yeah, Piter, I think, was a bit of a rock for him. But at the same time, like, there's a bit of a... Um, there's a bit of an animosity towards Piter as well. But, like, I think that just comes down to hubris. You know? Oh, I've gotten to yeah, this. He kind of fucking hates Piter. He's like, Piter's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've just yeah. I've made it to this yeah. point and I don't actually need Piter, but then like everything falls apart and like oh I could probably use Piter. Uh I need Piter. Yeah. So I think the 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 meat and potatoes of this chapter comes down to the fact that how it reveals to the emp- uh to Baron Harkonnen uh that the Emperor might be thinking so remember a couple of chapters ago when uh count fendering was uh with the baron and we're we're the fade the fade ralph uh uh hundredth slave kill that happened oh yes so that chapter although like at the first look it's kind of like oh you're just kind of like setting the stage for for uh for the harkonnens and kind of the world at that point that chapter is actually incredibly important so much different shit happens during that chapter. And it, it part of that chapter has to come down to the fact that the Baron Harkonnen was kind of saying like during that chapter, I might be making uh, a rackets into a prison planet and we'll just see how it goes. And the ultimate goal for that prison planet, I think when uh, Baron Harkonnen was, was mentioning it was to, excuse me, uh, just milk as much ice or not ice spice. Ooh. Hey, if there was spice ice, spice ice, you know what I just came up with? Spice tea, <laughs> the rapper, <laughs> like iced tea. You know what? It's just iced tea. Spice cube. It's just iced tea oh, with blue cube. eyes. Oh man, the Spice Boys. Oh my god, is spice tea, spice cube, vanilla spice. We gotta have more. There's gotta be more. Spice, that's just thrice the band. <laughs> I forgot about that band. <laughs> yeah, for good reason. For good reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Baron Harkonnen saying that to uh, Count Fenring back then, uh, that perked up Count Fenring's ears a little bit. And uh, how it now is warning, warning the Baron that, hey, you better, like... You you probably have shouldn't have said that because the the Carinos the the Emperor's fan family actually the own Carinos. a planet. Yeah, uh, my, I'm pretty sure my uncle owes the Carinos like 250 bucks for a horse race. <laughs> Keep saying that he had an accident and hurt and fell. He can never walk. His legs are always broken. Oh. <laughs> is that like a is that like a ruling family out in uh, Bowmanville, Ontario? <laughs> Don't tell people fucking where my uncle lives. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But is it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Put some Godfather music in behind here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, saying that to Count Fenring, <clears throat> even in just in passing, that you're going to be making Arrakis into a prison planet, uh, means that... So, okay. Back, uh, the Carinos run a planet called Seleucus Secundus. I mentioned it a couple of times, uh, a couple chapters ago. Seleucus Secundus. 
Yeah. And uh, that planet is a prison planet. And it's revealed in this chapter that the Sardaukar, the elite military of the the of the emperor's uh the elite units of the emperor's military uh they're actually born and kind of bred there because it's found out that the best soldiers are kind of just picked from oppression and part of the reason why the emperor attacked the atreides is that the emperor felt threatened that the Atreides were building a stronger fighting force than the Emperor, which was going to, like, usurp his position. Even though I don't think the, uh, and I don't think Duke Leto really had that in his mind to become Emperor or even to let Paul become Emperor. It was just to, it's more just kind of like self-preservation, you know? Uh, yeah, and then the Emperor views him as too much of a threat. Exactly. This is like North Korea again. You know, I didn't want to get into politics, but it's the same thing. Is North Korea sitting on nukes? Also, it's run by a madman who probably wants to fucking murder this podcast. Actually, you know, this is the type of thing you hear that's like, you know, two idiots said something about Kim Jong-un ill. Kim Jong-il on a podcast. And then this is like the interview. Yes. Cut all this out. Next, next thing this we know, is fun. We're this is fun for us. This isn't good radio right now, but this is a fun little thing. And this is you can cut this out and you can listen to this on your own time. I, I will, I will, I will <laughs> cut this out and I will put it on our Patreon. Hey, hey, Steve, I didn't tell you, but tell I me. did start a Patreon. Now, you started it without talking to me. Yeah, I did. I didn't talk to you about it at all. <laughs> Well, good news, everyone. <laughs> the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It is not live. The account has been made, and you can't even donate any money to it. But it, the account has been made, everybody. <laughs> okay. Baby steps. Hey, I'm, if you I'm, were just waiting to give us money, well, then wait a little longer. Just a little bit longer. <laughs> I think I think what we're going to do here's, – here's what we're going to do, everybody. If you like the podcast, if you like the podcast even just a little bit – all, all I really care about, or if you can show your support in any sort of way, the minimum that I that I that you can show that appreciation is even just like liking a retweet. I, I, I can't tell you how much I can. Or I of course, even that. a download of the show, I or mean, even a download of the show directly. But that's and more what I care about. That I don't is care about fucking we retweeting Will talking about the. Oh, I cooked a baked potato for too long. Oh no, it's burnt. It, it was burnt, man. Come on. That's like, that's like your tweets. <laughs> but here's the thing, man. Like, I so well, I'm gonna do with the Patreon when it when it goes live, and I'll announce it on Twitter. I'll announce it on Discord. I'll announce it everywhere that I can. I'll even probably make a short two minute episode to uh, to announce Absolutely. it. Uh, but the minimum that I will put out is a one dollar membership. Of course, and with that one, and with that one dollar, uh, that is that is beyond what I could even imagine anybody supporting. One dollar? Can you imagine that? Somebody sending us one dollar? I'd be like, I can't. In a pre-COVID world, in a pre-COVID world, I'd kiss that person on the mouth. 
I'll kiss him somewhere else. Anymore. I'll kiss him somewhere else where I'm still allowed to kiss you. <laughs> you, you know, I'll let you, Steve do it. If you know what I mean. <laughs> All right. Should we get back to the chapter? I don't know where we are anymore. Yeah, I mean, so well, we're pimping kind of just... a Patreon that doesn't exist yet, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> but thank you so much it's to true. those of you listening right now and who continue to listen. You give me a reason to live. Because I don't have many of these days. Uh, no, honestly, like I've been watching the downloads. There are definitely a couple of people out there that are that are listening consistently, and I can't like we can't express our gratitude more than uh, uh, more. We can't express our gratitude more. Like it is, it means the world to us. So thank you so much for sticking with us. Yes, Anyways, let's get back to the chapter here. Um, so yes, how it lays down the news that okay, if you're going to make a prison planet out of Arrakis, the Emperor is going to probably think that you're trying to build a military from the Fremen due to oppression. And he also lays down the fact that there are probably 10 million Fremen on the planet that you haven't accounted for yet. Count Fenring kind of mentioned this in the chapter where Fade Ralto killed that slave guy, but it was a whole, it was, there was a whole other thing going on there. Mm-hmm. But the Baron didn't take it very seriously. He was kind of just brushed it off, kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Baron, about that's that. what the Baron like, does with everything. That's what the Baron does with everything, and that's what I'm starting to realize more and more as I'm reading this book is that Baron Harkonnen is is not the badass that I thought he was in my Hold head. On. I thought badass? he was. A... He remember badass. he likes boy thighs, okay? And he's nine hundred thousand <laughs> pounds, jostling around. He's not a badass. I never thought he was a badass. I, I'll confess that I that I did, but the way that you laid it out in front of me just now, yeah, okay, I'll 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 concede. Unlike somebody else in the world, <laughs> listen, I think that for the record, we can never let that one go. We'll always have to revisit that, and uh, I don't think that people will ever forget wait what are we talking about right now <laughs> i don't know i think that you support the, the boy thighs baron or something i don't know but it's in the super cut. oh god no <laughs> yeah this is uh this is the uncut version that people are gonna get on patreon when you subscribe for one dollar future. <laughs> oh <laughs> all right um so yeah the the uh th- so how it drops that knowledge bomb onto Baron Harkonnen and Baron Harkonnen's kind of like, Oh shit. Like if the emperor thinks I'm trying to create a, an elite army of Fremen people to usurp him, uh, I'm in the hot water because the, because the emperor has virtually unlimited funds to just kind nuke of quell. He'll just nuke you yeah. on it. Well, actually not, not, not necessarily true. Because of the uh, the the conventions, the uh, the war conventions, I can't remember exactly what it's called. That prov- that uh, stops uh, nuclear warfare from happening, and they instead their warfare happens through counter. The Productiva? This? No, of course not. What are you talking about? Productiva. I thought I remembered a name there. for once. Look, man, this. No, you got it all wrong. You fuck. Just, just no. Big old fat no. Okay. Anyway. I get it. Anyways. Where was I? You're talking yeah, about the so, Missionaire Productiva. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I was talking about... 
the convention. <laughs> I was talking to Bar- Baron Harkonnen going like, oh, shit. Like, I don't want the Emperor to think that I'm making an elite force because the Emperor will come after me the same way that they did uh, the Atreides that led into this whole fucking kerfuffle that is Paul now in the desert just getting high all the time and becoming a messiah. <laughs> that is what it is. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Wait till you get into the next chapter, everybody. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, <clears throat> so, through Fear Howitt, you know, Mentat's got a plan, man. Mentats Always. know exactly what they need to do. All right? So, uh, Howitt's plan here is like, okay, this is what you got to do. Listen here. All right, come here closer. Listen. All right. What we're going to do is we're going to let Raban squeeze the Fremen people for Ooh. everything that they're worth. And it will create the oppression that we need to create a force to go up, up against the Emperor. But it will take some time. At the same time, Raban will lose all faith from the people of Arrakis as well as yourself. You want to distance yourself from Raban as much as possible. That way, the optics of that situation makes it so that the Emperor doesn't think that you're trying to create elite an elite force of Fremen people. Now, at the right time, you will discharge Raban from his position and insert Fade Rautha there, setting up the building blocks for Fade Rautha be- to become the Emperor with his new force of Fremen elite fighters. How's that sound, Baron? Baron's like... And, uh... Yep, okay. Yeah, he's like, good. <laughs> good, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sounds yeah, like, yeah, yeah, sounds yeah, like yeah, a great yeah. plan. Sounds like you got it figured out. I'm okay, but here's the thing about the Baron. Worm. Here's the thing about the Baron. I guarantee you he's going to figure out a way some, at some point later in this book to make it sound like it was his idea all along. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. From the, he's already probably planning very... to kill to kill Howitt. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And just he's claim this like as his own. He's got six different ornithopters ready to go just to crash land him on Arrakis and say, I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, got oops, eaten by a worm. There's another accident. There's so many. We gotta get uh, uh, so we gotta know. increase safety protocol, safety training around here. He, he was on his way accidents. to In and Out, took a left turn at Albuquerque, and I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> Accident. <Sorry. laughs> Accident. Here's the here's the, here's the thing about uh Howitt that's interesting. I I think it's mentioned near the end of the book, is um Howitt still thinks that Jessica is involved with this whole thing. And Baron Harkonnen is feeding into that. I don't know if that was actually said in a scene with Baron Harkonnen at all. Maybe it was early on in the book. But how it fully believes that Jessica is at the heart of the Atreides, the Atreides betrayal. So that's probably why Howitt is kind of working with the Harkonnens in a way. Because the Baron Harkonnen has kind of warped his perception his computations if you will of who's actually behind this whole uh betrayal of the atreides Mm -hmm. or the uh the fall of the atreides per se and uh it's kind of i guess it's kind of smart but you would hope at some point that how it would kind of like figure that out because he's like a human computer he can put two and two together but he's only dealing. He's only working with the information that he's given, 
So do we know that Howard is still loyal to Atreides? He's currently not because to him, the Atreides are all dead. Gotcha. So he's just like, trying to survive. Th- and he's like, they're all dead. He's just trying to. S- There's no point of being loyal exactly. to them anymore I because think- they don't exist. So I got to, I got to look at think- how it. I think uh, his prime motive, like what's driving him right now, is getting revenge on the Emperor, which is why he's kind of like structuring this plan with uh, the Harkonnens to kind of set up Fade as a leader in the family, as well as as well as uh, fight the Emperor, that House Carino, in some sort of way, kind of usurp uh, the Emperor and that family in some sort of way. He doesn't, I think he's still just kind of like improvising, but we saw that plan executed with the chapter with the boy thigh and the needle and uh, Baron Harkonnen going jostling and just jiggling all over the place. We've seen We've that. seen it. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> so Baron has a, or how it has kind of a plan, but he's also kind of a master of improvisation. And I think that's really cool. You know, like, Oh yeah. He's, he's, re- he's really good. at just kind of adapting to, to situations, but he's kind of working with what he's got. And unfortunately he still believes that, uh, the Atreides were betrayed by Jessica and he's just, he wants to get revenge on the emperor. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't know. He doesn't that, know how to get uh, revenge yet. Or what he's doing, but no, he wants no, it. No, no. And that's what's important. He's got a vision board I think in that his mind. His, the, exactly. And I think the only way that he can see himself getting revenge on the Emperor is by getting Fade Ratha in power and taking that Emperorship from uh, uh, Padasha Emperor Shaddam. Shaddam the Shaddam. Fourth. Remember that, everybody. And uh, I believe the chapter wraps up with... Um, It's it just okay. So I'm a little confused at the end here. So is is Howard in contact with Gurney? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on here. Full disclosure. So, like, I I think it's kind of said that Howard isn't is in contact <laughs> in, is in contact with Gurney and hearing about the rumors of Muad'Dib. Uh, the, this religious figure that's coming out of uh, where is Gurney? The desert right Do we know? Now. I think Gurney's working with the smugglers. Remember the the two X, like the this uh, the there was Esmar Tuik that was killed in the original Atreides uh, invade or the original Harkonnen invasion, where yeah. you know he, uh, Duke Leto saw him dead on the floor and then shot saw Shadow Mapes. Shadow Mapes. Shadow Mapes. Mapes. Uh, and then two two X son Staban, Gurney's hanging out with him, just kind of figure it, just kind of playing the field in a way. And I think how I think Gurney is savvy enough to get in contact with Howitt if he knows he's alive to learn more of what's going on. But if Gurney's still alive and he's on Arrakis and he knows of Muad'Dib, I think their paths are going to cross sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Probably in the next couple chapters, actually. Next next couple chapters. In fact, you know, what's this? Chapter 39? We only have another nine chapters left. So things are going to... Crazy. Gonna, things are going to... 
pick up here. Spice up. <laughs> Things are going to really spice up. Hey, you know what's crazy, man? We fucking did Dune and Eye of the World chapter by chapter. We're about to wrap up. Well, we haven't done Dune yet. Well, not yet. But, but like, yes. we are we are getting fucking close. We are getting fucking crazy. close. And I think it's by now. Yeah, I don't know what the exact numbers are because I haven't checked. But by now, we've probably released close to 100 episodes of this show alone. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Somewhere around 100 episodes. We're up there. That's We're up there. That's we should ludicrous. figure out what our hundredth episode is if we haven't cracked it yet. It, yeah, I'll I'll figure that out. And you know what we'll do? We'll have a party. Uh, we'll have like yeah, a hundred hundredth episode up party, and we definitely deserve that because this is the most amount of work that you and I have put into anything of our creative endeavors. For those of who, especially uh, me, uh, for those of you of who have never met us before, have never heard of us before, um, Steve and I used to host it. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I boost this podcast? that we used to do together at all sure steve and i used to do this podcast called who killed the radio star and where we did kind of like uh spooky music mysteries and we just kind of like talked to them uh and it was our earliest podcast so if you go back to them like they're not nearly as good as they used to be but i believe steve <clears throat> you are in the works of kind of reviving that episode and or that's that, that podcast show yeah some. that show is coming back i mean it never left it's still out there um, but yep. it is one of our first, well, not, it's not my first podcasting effort, but it's my first creative effort with you. And it was, you know, it suffered from a lot of things, um, <laughs> mainly production quality and consistency, um, and overall quality. Um, no, it wasn't that bad. It was fine, but we, it, it, we only did about 20 episodes or so. Um, it's like true crime music-y kind of stuff, but it's also like, it's also a lot of stuff that, um, maybe is clearly bullshit. I don't know. You heard it here. Um, but you know, <laughs> there was an episode about, is, uh, Avril Lavigne a clone? Is Lord a lizard person? You know, it's fun stuff like that. Yeah. But what's coming back, um, Will's not going to be a regular mainstay on the show, um, but he will nope. pop in every now and then. And we're sort of re rebuilding, rebranding the whole show. Um, so definitely stay tuned for that because I will be for sure mentioning that on this show. I I can't wait, man. I I really like doing that show with you, and I I I wish you all the best in in developing it and getting it out there because I think it's I think it's a great idea. Uh, my heart and soul is still chapter by chapter. Um, so I mean, mine is to, too. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a big project. Doing a daily show for a book and doing every book chapter by chapter daily. Man, and not only that, we're picking like huge books to cover. Dune, Wheel, Wheel of Time, like <laughs> yeah. these are huge that are part properties. of like giant series. But, giant series. <clears throat> I mean, we we've, we've said it before, but after Dune, we are going back to the Wheel of Time series. Um for who knows for how long but i think we'll at least do the next two books will probably both be wheel of time yeah 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 definitely if not i more. I, I, I if not more i i really love the wheel of time series and the more that uh the more that i read dune i know it sounds really bad the more that i really read dune the more that i'm kind of like i'm ready to go back i'm ready to, to go back to emmons yeah 
Damon's you Field, know? to the Stag and Lion, uh, to hang out with Land, to hang out with Rand. Oh, I yeah. think there's oh, a real, yeah. th- there's a really realized world there, and it's just fun. Not only is the book fun, but uh, we got to give a shout out to the community surrounding. Excuse me, the community surrounding. Always, uh, always, the always. always. The, it's a fantastic community. Fantastic. Can't stress community. that as much. Look up the look up the hashtags Twitter of time if you're a real time fan. Get in it. There's a bunch of amazing people there. All the content creators are amazing people as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely check it out. We're, we we got to get out of this podcast here soon uh, to actually join them for a quick game of, I don't know what the fuck, but uh, uh, that being said, a little humble brag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You won. This whole yeah, episode yeah. was actually humble brag, so thank you for listening through that, everyone. <laughs> I think that is everything that I want to talk about for this episode. We probably skipped over huge plot points, and I'm so sorry for everybody that's like huge I'm not. Dune fans. This is how it goes. <laughs> and you know what? If you're 39 episodes in, you get it, and you are here for it. Oh, yeah. You know? I think there's an episode where I get everything fucking wrong. Like, I interpret Beautiful. it. Like, I might as well have just been right reading another book. But, hey, it's posted, and you guys are listening to it. So Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> exactly. Well, right. uh, I mean, we mentioned all of our handles, Twitter and email all in the show. Um, so I won't repeat those. We mentioned the Patreon that doesn't exist yet. Uh, so all I can say is thank you for making it this far and for continuing listening. And we will be back tomorrow with Chapter 40 of Doom.